Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. Whether you're listening as a podcast around the world or on terrestrial radio across Canada, we certainly wouldn't be here without you. Today I'm bringing on Dr. Gus Vickery. I'm going to be referring to him as Gus on the show. He's a family physician and he's the author of Authentic Health. And you know, I don't, I think that I really enjoy this interview. And I think that I really enjoy individuals when I enjoy the interviews, not so much like the actual interview or conversation. It's the people, it's the connections I'm able to make and the people coming on. Gus and I had this conversation after the show and he said, you know, Drew, I'm not really all about sales. And he came from a authentic, <laughs> if you will, standpoint. They're a real person. And he, it was really, really cool. I had the chance to talk to him and even joke around with him at the end of the interview about waiting in waiting rooms, which I thought was entertaining for me. But when you get a chance to sit across from someone that really wants to help people, it's not all about sales. It's not all about publicity. It's about making connections with the an audience, with you guys, those of you that are listening, those of you that really want to improve your health. So I enjoyed that standpoint from Gus and how he really wants to make a difference and how real, like he's such a real person and he gives such honest answers when I ask a question. So he's a family physician. And he he understood that he was continually giving his patients medication, for example, and he wasn't seeing the results that he wanted to see. He just had to keep seeing them and over and over again. Then he looked to other methods. He looked to meditation. He looked to breathing exercises. He looked to being more active and nutrition and sleeping. So he looked from a holistic standpoint, knowing that the only way he could really help his patients coming in his clinic is to make these changes. And I think that the whole world, like not just the medical industry, but each one of us need to understand that we need to look to prevent. We need to take these steps to prevent instead of treat. And that's where real health comes from. So I know you're going to enjoy this one. Sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. We have Gus, Dr. Gus Vickery here with us. Welcome to the show, Gus. Thanks so much, Drew. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So we have lots to talk about today. I'm super excited about this interview. So many great tips and takeaways that we're going to be covering. I always like our audience to get a chance to resonate with our guests. Maybe you can let us know how you got into what you're doing now and maybe specifically what it is that you do. Yeah, I'm a family physician. I have a clinic in Asheville, North Carolina. We're a traditional family practice. I've been doing this for 14 years. Plus, we've built some additional clinics that play innovative roles in our community, including direct care and direct to employer. And in the process of just developing my uh, my clinical skills over the past 14 years, I began to see some issues with the chronic diseases that we're managing, the chronic obesity issues, the chronic depression, and recognizing that what we were being, what I'd been taught in medical school, while very, very valuable, 
to my role as a physician wasn't really adequate to help solve these types of problems. So I really dug into root causes of diseases and getting back into how a holistic approach, including understanding nutrition, stress management, getting adequate sleep and movement, breathing, all of that really actually restore health. And then when patients adopt that type of uh, approach, most of the time they don't need prescription medications or actually even need my help that often. So wh- how did you decide? I always like to hear the, the backstory. Why did you decide this is that what you want to do? Is there some kind of turning point or a real issue that you were like knew that you wanted to help people or change their lives? You know, when it came to medicine, I I was no one was more surprised than me that that was the path I was going to pursue. I had dropped out of college, traveled a lot of years, done a lot of work, had experiences and then went back to school in my early 20s with a plan to study science. I thought it was interesting. And honestly, I thought I'd be a teacher. But as I got into my uh, different you know areas of study, I found the human body fascinating. And then the doors opened to medical school. And I went and I really went with the idea of how exciting it would be to be useful to people. Like the concept, I knew when I went, I would go be a family medicine physician. If not that, perhaps an emergency department physician, because I thought the idea of solving problems for people, helping them put them back together, if something had happened to them, would make me very useful. And honestly, for all those years I was traveling, I didn't feel that useful to people. You know, So (laughs) I love the idea that I was going to develop skills and competencies that could serve my community. And, And then when I got into healthcare itself and began to do that, I realized, that so much of what I was managing just was unnatural, that it was a natural state of being for people to be so sick and especially children to be sick uh, as though our our human bodies were just fundamentally flawed and designed poorly and unfitted to life on this planet. And that just didn't resonate with me. And when I realized that insurance companies weren't really making it easy for people to access the resources to get them truly healthy, patients didn't understand what they were asking for. They really weren't asking for a pill. They wanted to feel good, but we weren't giving them a path to feel good that they could follow or help on how to follow that path because it's hard, as you know, uh, that I needed to do something different because I wasn't satisfied with the idea of just watching my patients get sicker day after day, week after week, and just slowing that down with prescriptions. I wanted to give them a path to get well if they were ready to make that commitment. Before we get into the show, I just want to mention Complete Truth Protein. This is a plant-based protein supplement that we've designed ourselves at Trueform. And the reason I designed it is because I felt like there was a need in the industry. Now, when I was traveling around the world, and I had a, I literally had a tackle box full of supplements and products and vitamins that did a whole lot more damage than good. So when I started doing more personal training and fitness classes, people would ask me what types of supplements I would recommend. And I always say, eat food. (laughs) So that's why I've designed Complete Truth Protein around food. It's made with quinoa and hemp seeds. And one of the main benefits that it offers is improved digestion. So many of us deal with digestion issues on a regular basis. It also gives you a natural boost of energy. So if you head over to trueformlife.com slash complete truth protein, we have tons of more details, videos, recipes, and everything you need to get going in the right direction with a good quality protein supplement. Trueformlife.com slash complete truth protein. Do you feel like there's more people moving towards this type of treatment than 
conventional. When I say conventional, is that proper? Can I say conventional? You can absolutely use the word conventional. <laughs> I think that's a good description for it. Yeah, okay. I do. I think there's an inherent dissatisfaction with the results that we're getting. And when I'm talking about the results, I'm talking about people's day-to-day health. When it comes to a trauma and you need a trauma surgeon to put you back together and stop your bleeding, we're good at that. I mean, when it comes to what healthcare really should be there to do, which is life-saving situations, sew you up, drain an abscess, treat a pneumonia, uh, all of those things, that's still an important role, and that's what we can do very effectively for individuals. What we're not good at doing is helping our population experience the good health that is their birthright. We just, we're not, you know, and because we really haven't identified that those root causes, which happen to do with a lot of our modern-day habits and how they violate our ancestral design, you know, that's just not something that we're being educated about. But Physicians right now, statistics, an article just came out showing greater than a 50% rate of burnout among primary care doctors. So if the doctors themselves who committed years, years of study because they wanted to become a physician are saying, you know, I'm so burnt out, I don't even want to do this anymore, then that's, that's clearly dissatisfaction. With, with the professional conditions. And I think people that are chronically sick are tired of not being given any kind of lasting solution. So they're looking elsewhere. You know, it's interesting that you meant bring that up. When I was starting out in business, I started out with running fitness classes and I had these two doctors that would come and run classes and like work out and run classes and take the classes that I was teaching. And they were so drained when they showed up, like they showed up and they looked like, I don't know how to say this politely. They look like death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they had bags under their eyes. They like I taught. We talked nutrition and food and lifestyle. Like they didn't eat. They didn't have energy. They just worked a twelve-hour shift. Now the only time they could come is now to the workout, and then they would go to sleep for a couple hours. They go back to work, and I was like, "What kind of lifestyle is that? It's crazy." Yeah, it is It is an inhumane lifestyle to some extent, what medicine will do to an individual. You know, we know that when we kind of get into our clinicals and medical school and residency that we're going to work a lot of hours. We're going to give up a lot of sleep. And it's just kind of a commitment to getting there. Uh, you know, we have much like you discussed right before we got on this with your baseball, right? I mean, there were times where you just committed to some exhaustion because you had this passion for it. And, and But we can't sustain that. And that's what people don't realize is that there's, you know, that you're couple runneth over eventually with what your body can uh, do with bad information that it's getting. Well, you know, it, it seems like what you're saying, maybe to you and I kind of seems like common sense. Like if we continue to uh, drain ourselves, whether you're working in the profession or if you're working, if you're a client or patient and you're taking these pills that aren't really getting to the root cause. And then you, like yourself, you're taking initiative to look at stress management. You're looking at nutrition, hydration. It seems like common sense, and I hope hopefully that's not an oversimplification, but why wouldn't there be other people like other doctors? I'm sure there are, but it feels like the mainstream should be going this direction just because of how everything is going. Everyone's being run down. There's not a whole lot of main medical field moving in that direction. It's a great question. To me, it, it does seem like common sense. And in fact, in the introduction of my book, there's a point where I stopped and said, I feel silly writing this. 
because I feel like all I'm doing is writing common sense, what you already know, and it wouldn't need to be right. It wouldn't need to be written down. But what my patients were telling me in the appointments when they were coming in is that they did need to understand this, uh, especially when it comes to food quality. I, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir here, but you know we have failed to educate our population about the true nature of processed foods and artificial foods. That they really are a food equivalent of cigarettes. They're engineered to be addictive. We can't stop eating them once we start because they take advantage of our brain's organization. They directly trigger inflammation, stress responses, and oxidative stress. They do little to nourish us. They do provide calories, but that's about it. Right? In every single way you want to parallel them to something like a cigarette, they're virtually identical except for the fact they do provide you calories. And right? so – like, but most patients, they don't understand that yet, right? They, they haven't been told. They had, no, no, the public policymakers haven't made this clear. And what's labeled healthy in a grocery store hasn't made this clear. And, you know, when you go online and you begin to search information about organic and does it matter, there's as many articles that are skeptical about it as there are perhaps those that are written with a good perspective on it. So I do think it's common sense, but you're working against, you know, people's habits and habits happen for a reason, as you know. You, you're training people, you yourself, to unwind habits and create new ones that restore health, that help them to feel good. Most of those habits that we started developing from the age of two, three, four, five, and six, before we made conscious choices, are deep have have some activity in the human reward system, some association with increase in dopamine, serotonin, and endogenous opiate peptides. So they feel good to us, but they're not sustainable. And beginning to unwind that is not just as simple as getting some education, right? I, I should make this choice, but I can't seem to make this choice. Then I feel bad about myself, so I'm stressed, so I'll go make <laughs> this choice again. You really have to teach people in a way that's intrinsically inspiring to them about how their mind and body are working and help them to move that locus of control back to within them, that they do have the power to recreate health and to take control of these situations without feeling bad about themselves. Just want to take a minute to mention Complete Truth Protein again. This is a protein supplement that we designed at True Form. We believe in food. We believe food heals, cures, and prevents. That's why this product is much different than your conventional types of products. Unfortunately, packed with chemicals, preservatives, toxins that our body doesn't know how to utilize, digest, and absorb. So that's why Complete Truth Protein can help improve your digestion and will offer a natural boost of energy. You can find more details at trueformlife.com slash complete truth protein. Gus, when someone comes to you for the first time and they're like, I need some help. These are the things that I need, I need a change in my life. I know everyone's different, but I always like to give our guests a chance to talk to our audience directly. If there was a general way to speak to our audience, what would the first thing do or what would a, the first few things you could do to help them improve their health? Yeah. So if I were to pick the low hanging fruit for everyone that they have access to, that will probably solve a lot of the problems. Number one for me would be to look at your nutrition. You know, are you choosing foods that are truly nourishing your body, giving it all of the nutrients that it needs to function well for you? And then how much of the nutritional stressors, the foods that are actually making you sick, are you being exposed to? And, you know, if like, like we just said, this is the long game, not the short game. The great thing about the body is its resiliency. So you have time. Unless you're critically sick, you have time. And once you restore health, you can enjoy it for decades. So I, I really try to focus on pick the one habit, the one that you know you could change, the one that's in your wheelhouse 
else that you have the energy and the resolve. And so for many of my patients, that might be sugary drinks and sodas. I can help them with the substitution pathway, get some sparkling mineral water, squeeze lime and lemon into it. If needed, maybe use the Zevia sodas if you have to have something with some sweetener in it, but at least it's not artificial sweetener, it's Stevia. But it's just a step down. Like, let's be patient and pick one habit and, and let's begin to eliminate one nutritional stressor, one thing that's making you sick, and let's add back one subset of foods that can help you, right? We can make that one little change, right? And everybody listening can make that today. And then number two, I, I really get into the stress issues. Like you have to stop and begin to examine your mind and, and recognize, do I feel good? Am I positively oriented or am I being dominated by fear and irritability and impatience and kind of a negative view of my future and my past? And in which case, you can't undo it in a day, but what you can do is begin to just focus on your breath. Uh, you know, just begin to tune into your breath and practice some more effective, deeper, proper breathing through your nose and calm those stress responses and take a look at what are your thoughts and are they serving you or not? And if they're making you feel bad, don't attend to them any longer. Replace them, especially with gratitude is the easiest one. So breathe, pay attention to what you're grateful for, recognize negative thought patterns, pick one food substitution or beverage substitution you could make, and then sleep, right? Restore circadian rhythm function. So basically, turn off the technology an hour earlier in the evening and go through a soothing routine and get the full amount of restorative sleep your body needs. And then as much as possible, get outdoors uh, throughout the day. Get as much natural light as you can. And I know that this is one more, but move. You don't have to go to the gym tomorrow. You don't have to start lifting weights tomorrow. But get up and use your body the way it was intended and designed to. So take every opportunity to walk, squat, kneel, take the steps, etc. I know that was a mouthful, but those are all, every single one of those is something that someone could start doing today to feel better. Tell me about gratitude. This is something that I think is so powerful. Uh, I love that it's coming from your perspective. I like to start off with being picking three things it's so simple like you don't even think about it anymore as soon as i wake up i think of three things I imagine you heard about this and now i wake up i don't even think about it like I, there's no effort i just think about the three things before i get out of bed that i'm grateful for and it just seems like it changes my day what do you think yeah, no yeah I, I think it's smart i mean we have so much science behind it i mean they've used functional imaging and qualitative e, qualitative eegs and looked at people's brains while they're practicing gratitude and gratitude is interesting because, you know, to get into a state of feeling, you always have to start with your thoughts. I mean, for the most part, to induce it. I mean, feelings do come upon us. But there's a difference between thinking gratitude and feeling gratitude. But you can't get to the feeling without the thinking. So when people first start to practice gratitude, they start thinking about what they're grateful for. And that's a valuable exercise. But that may not necessarily result in them being immersed in the feeling of gratitude, which is what's so powerful. But you have to start with the thinking. And when you look at the brain and how it's organized, when you begin to think gratitude, you're, you're using powerful processing centers in your brain. You're also using aspects of our more evolved mind, our higher mind, the neocortex, that, that also has deep connectivity into the limbic system, the lower level brain, the, often referred to as the mammalian brain, where we have most of our feelings housed. And so when a person begins to think gratitude, you can begin to see the, that front of the brain lighting up. But there's like a, a battle taking place because the negative thinking loops that they've had, whether they're feeling tired or they're stressed about the day ahead or they feel victimized or angry or whatever it may be, those are still kind of flickering and working. And it's almost like this brief period of tug of war where you have to push through 
the thinking to where you get fully immersed in a state of gratefulness for the good things you have today. And when that happens, the you'd see in that that lower brain all of those areas in the amygdala that are so spa- associated with fear and negative emotions, they just turn off. Right? They they lose their power over you, and you see this holistic lighting up of the brain in a very powerful way. And it really just it induces release of neurotransmitters that are associated with well-being, and it creates pleasure. I didn't – again, I, I get a little bit deep on this stuff, but I think it's important for people to understand that this isn't just woo-woo. Let's come up with things we're grateful for and hope it does something for us. We've studied it. It improves the health of the brain. It gives you command over your brain. It gives you command over your emotions and feelings. And the thing about gratitude that makes it so easy is everybody has something they can be grateful for. So no matter how challenged your life has been, no matter how many experiences you've had that uh, have affected how you feel about yourself or others, you can find something today that you are grateful for and immerse yourself in that feeling and capture that power and put it to work for you. Uh, I like to reference in situations like this, uh, Men's Search for Meaning. Did you ever get a chance to read it? I cite that as one of the resources in my book. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that in the worst circumstances you could possibly fathom you could still be grateful you could still find happiness and if any of our listeners haven't had a chance it's amazing man's search for meaning by um victor frankel frankel right yeah 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 no doubt i mean if he could do it in a concentration camp with all of his family dead right (laughs) then whatever our situation i bet we can find something (laughs) no question I just want to mention Complete Truth Protein here once again before I let you go. This is a protein supplement we designed ourselves made with quinoa and hemp seeds, also maca and stevia. We have two different types of products. They both have tons of health benefits. You can bake the original bed you can bake with. It's perfect for gluten-free flour. If you're celiac or gluten intolerant, we have tons of recipes on trueformlife.com which include raw protein balls. People absolutely love these ones. We have pancakes, cookies, muffins, all healthy, all clean ingredients. Dorothy puts these together for us on a weekly basis. So if you head over to trueformlife.com, head over to the recipe section. We have all kinds of recipes on how you can use Complete Truth Protein. It's also a vegan and raw product. So if you have any intolerances or if you have any issues with digestion, this will definitely help you out. Once again, that's trueformlife.com i'm gonna ask you just a couple more questions before we have to wrap things up i want to talk about uh, breathing and, and breathing because i've been doing this show at least at this recording for eight years i don't i don't have any plans of stopping now but just about i gotta say 90 percent of my guests that are come on as holistic practitioners in some way mention breathing or meditation or quiet time so i love how you brought this up and for me to share with our audience if there's one thing that you can do that's going to change your life for the better it would be breathing in some type of way can you explain how you might explain breathing meditation however you explain that to your clients or patients what you would tell our audience Yeah, I can start with just breath work as a sole concept, although it ties in nicely to mindfulness and various forms of meditation. But, you know, our breath, obviously, it's fundamental to our health. Improper breathing, which many people have, creates stress responses, can trigger weight gain, can affect sleep patterns. Proper breathing begins to reduce stress responses and improve health. So by practicing breathing, one, you begin to retrain your body in proper breathing. And then two, you begin to tap into the power of your breath. 
to modulate your own physiology. So you can literally go from a sympathetic nervous system dominated state, meaning fight or flight, or at least very vigilant into a parasympathetic, parasympathetic state by just simply modulating your breath. So if you find yourself unnecessarily aroused or reactive by a situation, then you can begin to use forms of breath work and you can slow your heart rate, lower your blood pressure, reduce your adrenal responses, and actually begin to experience a sense of calm and control over that situation. That's how powerful breath work is. And vice versa, if it's time to get up, it's time to get ready, it's time to engage, you can use alternative forms of breath work to activate your sympathetic nervous system and get yourself really positively energized and focused for whatever you're about to do. So I teach first proper breathing, which is nasal and diaphragmatic breathing. So using periods of time where you just focus on your breath through your nose and into your belly. And then I tell people to go more expansive and practice a three-phase belly, chest, and then upper chest so they can ex exercise their respiratory system and get, get greater capacity. And then I begin to teach them forms of breathing. There's Wim Hof, which is a very proactive, like fast in and out, and he has a whole course. Then there's also breath, breath hold work where you're actually holding your breath and inducing hypoxemia, which can make a difference. And then there are things like four eight breathing, which is just a form of symmetrical breathing where you are in for a four count, out for an eight count which can create uh, parasympathetic activation. And that is the tip of the iceberg of where you can go with your breath. It's an entire adventure. If I get stuck somewhere for 30 or 40 minutes and, and I just can't get myself out of that circumstance, rather than look at my smartphone to just entertain myself, I will practice 30 to 40 minutes of breath work. And it's amazing how calming and focusing it is. And you come out of that in just these incredible mental states. So breath work is powerful. It's a big topic. But there's a few simple things that you could start today that would actually make a big difference for you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I, like, I like to do breath work right in the morning. I, I get up and I do some stretching and then I do some breathing. And I, if I don't, my day is so different. Like it's completely different from seems like it's faster. seems like I'm always behind. And the funny thing is, is that everyone thinks they don't have those that don't take do some form of breathing exercises, feel like they don't have time to do it. But actually gives you more time throughout the day for whatever reason. Absolutely. I guess my last question here on a lighter note, I feel like you seem like a kind of guy I could ask this question to. When you're in that, when you're in the clinic <laughs> and you, you, you're sitting in the main waiting room, then they move you to the, se the second room. Why is uh -huh. that like another waiting room? So they, you're sitting there for 20 minutes and then they move you to another room and you wait there for 20 minutes. Why don't they just wait to move you in until <laughs> the doctor? <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't, I can't, I, I cannot speak to other clinics and how they operate. I will tell you, if you come, if you come into my waiting room, hopefully you're not going to be waiting very long, and then you're going to move back into the examining room. And there are a few things that need to happen. My nurse is going to get some vital signs. She's going to ask you a few questions. You know, get some stuff in the system. But right after that, I should be in. So I would suggest that. There might be just an operating problem <laughs> with what you're experiencing. <laughs> and I say that kind of joking, and I don't mean that to sound like arrogant, like we don't ever run into emergency situations that put us behind. But it is interesting how the world of healthcare just doesn't operate according to the same consumer-oriented principles that other industries operate in. We seem to just be accept the idea that people could just spend their time in our offices Um as opposed to, hey, why don't we page you when we're ready to see you? And you just come on over and then we'll see you. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's almost like the cable cable industry where they're like, oh, we'll be there from nine till eight. And I, okay, I don't have anything else to do. I'll just wait for you. 
<laughs> exactly. It is, it is, it is, it's, it's similar, very similar philosophy about that. I guess let's wrap things up here. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. That was absolutely fantastic. Tell us about your book. Tell us about your website or more of uh, where our listeners can get a hold of you at. Yeah, thanks so much, Drew. I've really enjoyed the conversation also. So the book is called Authentic Health. It's You can get it off of Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, et cetera. Um, it's definitely a summary of the things we've been talking about in a very simplified form. I wrote it for my patients so they could have this information in an easy, easy to digest way. Web Websites, you can come through drgusvickery.com, and that'll take you to my information hub where all my blogs and video series and things that I produce for additional education are there present. And it's also, there's another fun... Another funnel that gets you there is called healthshepherds.com. Either will take you there. Uh, and please, if you like this information, want to know more, come sign up for our email. I send out a couple articles a week and we cover these kinds of topics. So the emails that you're sending out would be similar to what we talked about today. Yeah, I pick a particular, like one I just finished was on eating behavior in the brain. So patients struggling with chronic eating behavior issues would begin to understand how their brain regulates that. And it's it's really kind of like a mini book, but I break it up into five minute blog reads over the course of say two months or something of that sort. Awesome. I'd like to check that out. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys, that's, that's it. That's all we got. Thank you again so much for coming on. I really appreciate our conversation. Drew, I'm very grateful that you had, gave me the chance to talk with you. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and sticking around till the end. Absolutely love that interview. I love Dr. Gus. He's going to be coming on Facebook Live with me in the near future. More details are at Trueform Life. Sorry, Facebook.com slash Trueform Life where we put up announcements and put those live interviews up to give you more details about individuals. Sometimes it's bonus material. It's always different information. So if you like this interview, you can check out Facebook Live interviews as well on that pl platform. Check out exploringmindandbody.com for all past shows. So if you ever miss a show, you can always go back and check out past shows there. We also have a free app that, that you can download on any Apple device. Head over to your app store, look for Exploring Mind and Body, download our show, download our app, and take us with you wherever you go. Once again, thank you so much for being here. If you need more details, our main website is trueformlife.com, where we do more meal planning, recipes, grocery shopping lists, and more. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.